Welcome to Small Town Radio, the show with the biggest facts about the smallest towns. I am your host, Maxim, and this is my co-host. I love the pot. Oh, itty bitty boy. Let's say let's let's go with that today. Okay. Itty Why? bitty boy. Why? <laughs> Well, I love the pause before you introduced me to be like, uh, oh, what am I getting myself into? And two, I was inspired because I forgot about my first special name. Regardless of the content, I, I made a commitment to our friend, Alex Richards, a friend of the podcast. Uh, he was our first, second guest. He was our second, second. guest. And um, I told him that my first special would be named... I'm an itty bitty boy. I'm a silly, no, no, I'm a silly little itty bitty boy. That's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be the darkest stuff you can think of. Nothing that I've written to date. It's all going to be about sexual exploits and murder. Oh my God. <laughs> but it's I gave just him me, a, tag. a silly little itty bitty boy. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a tag for his set when he doesn't get a laugh. So he can go, all my sillies are frownies. <laughs> Where are we going today? Oh, where are we going? We're going to nothing. Nothing, Arizona. Yeah. It's a real place. When you when I texted you, I was like, so what do you want to do tomorrow for the podcast? You said, we should do nothing, comma, AZ. And my brain just went, we should do nothing. And I'm like, Connor, we have a weekly commitment to this. <laughs> <laughs> we should do nothing about this. It's uh this was a good place. I looked through because I remember I did a place with weird names. I've I've gone through some yeah. lists and I feel like I've seen this one before. So I'm like, maybe it was in a lightning round, but we haven't. This wasn't touched upon. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, Very which, excited. This one's a fun one. This uh yeah, I mean, this the last few weeks have been uh a little bit more trying on our scheduling because despite the global pandemic, things have kind of picked up in the comedy world in ways that they were not before. Like, yeah, it's not the same as like the scene is re well, the scene is rescaling in some ways, but it's not like the scene is reopening. So our schedules are busy. It's like no new opportunities are popping up. Yeah. It's uh, it's really picking up. Like you could really do like, two or three mics a night now in the city like there's so many outdoor things there's a lot of shows going on that are outside it's just it's chaos i did two two outdoor shows this week uh for or photography for outdoor shows and then you making I some also, cash you making some money a little bit nice good 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 I'm, we don't uh, need to go into details i just want to make sure you're you're spreading your worth yeah, I'm uh, I'm undercharging a little bit because I want to be kept in mind for spots, but yeah. I am gradually stepping up my rate because I I feel like some people I started with and I offered them a very low rate because I was like I want to get spots and I wasn't very practiced yet. Now I'm getting better at doing the show photography and I'm like okay, I need to bump this up. So if I have someone come to me for the first time, they get a higher rate now and everyone else I'm just going to gradually like step up as they ask me to shoot their shows over and yeah. over i mean it's a business and that's the way it goes as your value gets better you should charge for your value and i always exactly. i always get really worried when um people people push back at that be like well you said i'm like this doesn't happens but it's in my head people are like oh but this is the rate you did before 
but I also I feel like I should be of the mind and hope that other people are of the mind when they're uh, asking for services, um, creative services that they can't do, that people be compensated their actual value. Yeah. So I shouldn't yeah. be scared as much as hoping that people see value and pay for value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, like, I think within comedy photography, my goal would be to work up my reputation and my skill to the point where I can be like, it's a, just $100 per show. Just that's that's the flat rate. And yeah. that is not unreasonable. No, nope. I think most people up there, there's only a couple. It's kind of nice. There's only like two other guys that really do it, do it. And they're around that ballpark. So once I step up, once I get a couple more pieces of equipment for like portraits on the side and other stuff, like it's going to be, it's going to be somewhat lucrative. It'll be worth my time. Yes. Because <laughs> I mean, Taking it's not easy to take fifteen hundred photos of one show and then pick the best out of all those and then make sure that the editing looks good and the lighting is consistent. And yeah, then it's the set work. Them out. People yeah. people think you show up with a camera, you take some photos, and it's all set. Like people don't. It's like with a podcast when people start out, it's like, oh, you just record and you put it out there, which is a thing some people do. We're like, if you want to do things right, anything right, they take time. And therefore, yep. they should people should be compensated for their time. It's not yeah. that difficult, and, I, and it's kind of funny because in the comedy world, like everyone, no one really has a lot of money. So I try well, to not keep at that this in level. mind. I try to keep that in mind when doing like photography for like shows and stuff. They're independent shows. I'm like, I'm not gonna charge someone like two hundred dollars or something. But if I was doing the same amount of work for like a professional event. Or like, like I would not want to shoot a wedding, but like some other gathering of yeah. people, I'd be like, yeah, my rate is two hundred bucks or two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, like, I would bump it up quite a bit. Like you can make a lot of money off headshots from like normal people, but within the comedy realm, you've mentioned this before. We've talked about it. Is money that you pay into mics and shows just gets recirculated into mm-hmm. other mics and shows? So it's just like. I I'm doing things where I'm just handing money back and forth on Venmo to like other comedians for various things. And like, yeah. no one is actually making anything. We're all just equalizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta, you gotta go out to the people. I mean, uh, I told you this, but I'll share with the podcast. I officially did my first solo show. Curbside. Very Comedy big show. deal. Very uh, big just, deal. It was an, op- it was a, uh, someone reached out really out of the blue um, I was working the network tree and someone that I knew my someone that I knew loosely had a friend who had their um their kids in town, kids and kids' friends, and they all got tested and stuff before they came up to the Rhode Island area, uh, which is great, which is what people, mm-hmm. you know, should be doing. And um they they called at Le- well, I called them uh following this lead and they're like well how about tonight or tomorrow and i was going to see a, a sh- another outdoor show put on by a comedian in providence uh that night so i couldn't make it and then trevor couldn't make it the next day and so i was just like you know what um this would be a good opportunity to see if i can do a show and oh boy is it exhausting to do a one person show and i <laughs> i think i was talking for about 55 ish minutes 55 to 50 minutes not my set there's an intro to my show and then i do a q a a little bit at the end 
but wow did i come home just like this is different <laughs> yeah <laughs> honestly i i know the feeling like i haven't done that much time on stage solo but when i host the mics it's like i host i do a set in the beginning then i do riffs you're between on everyone's set and yeah. i'm on all the time and so after like a two and a half hour mic like people will be like oh do you want to do something you want to get some food no. or do this i'm like i want to sit home and play video games with one eye open like <laughs> that's I, that's that's how i, I felt am. I was going to go to another comedy show. Um, Shane Gillis was in Providence and I was going to go after it, but I got home after like an hour and 45 minutes of driving for the round trip, plus the show and setting up and breaking down and talking with people afterwards too. And I was like, no, uh, uh-uh. I sat on the couch, <laughs> ate half a pizza, not a half a piece of pizza, a half of a pizza and didn't move for three hours. And I was like, all right, this is going to take some adjusting and uh, I'm glad I got to do this in this environment. Maybe when you do your uh, distance runs, you should also be like talking to yourself the whole time, really build up that cardio. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just the emotional draining things too. It's like mm-hmm. I get energy from being alone, not from talking with people, even though like I don't wouldn't say I'm an introvert by any stretch. Just curious, do you do you have like a pre-show ritual? Do you always like eat beforehand? Do you always like drink some no. coffee or do you have like a thing you do? I guess it's more a psych out. There's not a, it's not a ritual by any point, but there's a point before a show, especially if I'm trying a new bit or in my head, I'll just be like, all right, yeah, I either have it or I don't. And like it's not a psych I don't ask that question, but there's just mm-hmm. a feeling I go, All right, calm down. You got this. It's going to go well. You're not going to forget. You're not. You're just going to go and have a good time. And then this feeling settles in. But there's no ritual. There's no like deep breaths, especially when you show up for a show and you're literally setting up in their backyard and like you're convert. (laughs) You're having a conversation with them, making sure they feel okay, making sure the setup's fine. So there's not really that time. I can't be like, excuse me. Can I just turn around for a minute and um, (laughs) do some grunting real quick? Um, (laughs) So. No, but there's a, there's a mental check mark, uh, like a toll almost. Be like, we good? You you ready? All right, let's go. So that's good. I I think I felt that especially when I first started getting booked on shows early in comedy. Like obviously you have a whole another set of issues when you're doing a thirty minutes, mm-hmm. but like when you get on your first five minute or seven minute spot, you're like. Am I going to remember all my jokes? Is yeah. it even possible for me to not look at my notes? Like, can I do this? <laughs> well, listen, I try and stay really loose before a show, like super loose. I'm usually, if it's a large show, and I did Broadway, the industry room at Broadway Comedy Club, I was in the back talking with people the entire time, yeah. making light, small conversation. Like, I just stay loose. But can you imagine, though, just can you imagine me showing up to a small backyard with like neighboring houses kind of close by and just going, give me a second, give me a second. (laughs) Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) Do you have a bush I can throw up in really quick? Do you mind if I do that? (laughs) Now, uh, when I go to comedy clubs in the future, I bring my own bushes to throw up in. Just a nice little potted like shrub, <laughs> like a little jade plant you can uh, puke thank in. You, thank you for booking me on the show, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Booker. Here you go. Keep <laughs> watering it. Uh, oh, my God. You want to do some nothing now? 
Yeah. I'll do some nothing. That sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we do that, we should probably say uh, you can check out this podcast at ST Radio Pod on Instagram. And you can email us town suggestions at smalltownradiopodcast at gmail.com. And it's uh, definitely a big help to uh, subscribe to this show and give it a review wherever you're listening. Okay. And uh, I just want to make sure, Connor, you are plugging our podcast at all these shows, right? Oh, baby. I got all Maybe. the plugs. I uh, I plugged the Zoom. Uh, I had the I did a Zoom show on Thursday, like a full week ago now, and they asked me what I wanted to bring up, be brought up with, like any credits, and I was like, oh yeah, just small town radio podcast. Did my set, did awesome. I felt really good about it. it was ten minutes or eight minutes, and um, the chat was on, but I didn't look at the chat the whole time. And I opened the chat later, and these two people were, like, heckling hardcore the whole show. Just, like, <laughs> roasting people. I made a joke about my girlfriend, and they were like, Maxim doesn't even have a girlfriend. She isn't real. And I'm like, I'm glad I had the chat off, because I would just be, like, riffing on this, and it would have ruined it. But anyway, like, I had a dude hit me up. They, like, plugged my Instagram, and he was like, what's the podcast, though? So I, like, messaged him the podcast. So if you are Andrew from the Zoom show... Welcome, <laughs> Small Town Radio. <laughs> it's really interesting. Shows do help. The first time you were there at the show, where I not the same show I mentioned before at Broadway Comedy Club, but a different show, and I got a guest spot. Um, this, they introduced me with Small Town Radio. Then someone went through the show's Instagram to find my Instagram and more or less asked me if I was single for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, a lot of a lot of a lot of indirect connections there. Yeah, so that's the yes. Let's do some you nothing. Should've, you should have been like, okay, if you guys both listen to three episodes, maybe I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was at the time. No, I was. That was before New Year's. Well, anyway, yeah, let's do some nothing. <laughs> let's talk about nothing. Okay, so today we're going to Nothing, Arizona. Which is a uninhabited ghost town in western Arizona in eastern Mojave County. Elevation, 3,269 feet. Nice. <laughs> we should uh, also point out this is not like our April Fool's episode where we make up a town. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is all legit. Yeah. I mean, it's... um, Well... <sighs> Maybe I'll just get into the facts because it'll become very clear once this is explained. Because the locals told travelers that this town got its name by a bunch of drunks. Yep, that's the story. That's it. <laughs> that's <the quote. laughs> which, which, like, I don't know. I was trying to figure out in the timeline of things. Did they buy a town and then get drunk? Or were they drunk when they found the town? Because the timeline is interesting. You're thinking Arizona. You're thinking about past episodes like um, the OK Corral, um, like Tombstone in Arizona, founded a long time ago. No, this place was settled in 1977 by Richard Buddy Kenworthy. So I don't know how towns were established in the late 70s. It wasn't like, you know, someone shows up and puts a stake in the ground. This is more bureaucratic steps and somewhere in the middle they got drunk and named a town nothing <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and say if it's named by quote a bunch of drunks 
those people were probably drunk through the whole process. <laughs> so they have a problem. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I like think they it need help. was like one, one night of drinking and they're like, let's name the town nothing. And they're like, oh, that's funny. And then it was just like a three month bender. Because <laughs> if any of them had sobered up, they'd be like, eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> but I like that Wikipedia. Um, wait, did you say the population? Zero. Okay. Yes. Okay. I want to make sure because Wikipedia not only, you know, Wikipedia had some sass for this place because <laughs> definitely <laughs> this is a direct quote from Wikipedia at its height. Nothing had a population of four. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like at its very best, four people lived here. What else do you want? Yeah. And it says the settlement literally just contained a gas station and a small convenience store. Also, I want to throw this in there. This was an interesting location bit. It threw in there. It is located 100 miles northwest of Phoenix, Arizona, and roughly 20 miles south of Wikiup, quote, the rattlesnake capital of Arizona, which <laughs> is not this town, but I was like, that's kind of exciting. Yeah. I love I love a capital of things. I It's uh, very interesting. Well, the, the also the interesting thing is this place go takes people from uh, Phoenix to Las Vegas. It's on the route. Oh, okay. And yeah, so yeah, literally... Sense. To get home from Las Vegas, you have to go through nothing. Yep. <laughs> and it's also funny you because there's a lot of nothing, nothing out there. Yeah, coming home with nothing, driving through a lot of nothing, and then passing through nothing at one point. <laughs> well, it's also interesting to give a visual. Like Maxim said, there's a convenience store and a gas station, and those were kind of close to each other. And then there's just a big sign that says nothing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um and that's that's it. That's the town. And I feel like it would have there would have been better commitment if this place had had nothing in it at all. Yeah. Like nothing at They couldn't yeah. <laughs> see it all the way through. If they if they demolished everything but left the sign on the side of the highway, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, well, a little bit more history. So this place was founded in 1977 by Buddy Old Boy, but uh, nothing was abandoned by May 2015. But by August two, uh, 2018, the gas station was beginning to collapse, but, but there was an attempt of a revival by Mike Jensen. And uh, by 2029, why am I? 2009 dates are 2005 <laughs> 2008 2009 if i messed those up for you 2009 yeah, you uh mike jensen had opened his pizza business run from a portable oven with hopes of reopening the mini mart and creating accommodations for rvs which makes a lot of sense if you just have a bunch of open space and like a, a tourist trap with a town called nothing but <laughs> yeah but by 2011 uh he he left nothing behind yep he left nothing at nothing he left nothing with nothing <laughs> in well, search of something did you so there's also a uh there's a sign too that i was trying to figure out who put up this sign in the town and it was what i found uh, and i could not cross-reference it anywhere but i believe it was the arizona department of transportation put up this sign in the town and it's in it 
this is what this sign reads for anyone to go see if they're in nothing. But it says the staunch citizens of nothing are full of hope, faith, and believe in the work ethic. Through the years, these dedicated people have faith in nothing, hoped for nothing, worked at nothing for nothing. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. It's so it's so bleak, but it's a ghost town now. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did you see? Did you by any chance stumble across RoadTripAmerica.com to read the reviews people left? Yeah, it seemed like there was a couple where they were like, um, the last the last one with people there was like, oh, we went there and there was a guy working the gas station and we bought something because we felt bad. And then yeah. <laughs> we left and all the other reviews are like, there's nothing there besides like the old buildings and then the sign for nothing, which makes for a great photo, but there's nothing that- there. <laughs> yeah, I actually I pulled the uh, some quotes from that article with a couple, um, and it was a couple. So the couple that was there when people were there went in 1998, and basically it was the exact. The husband did the exact thing that I would have done, which is go. Oh, there's a place called Nothing. I must go there. Yep. <laughs> but uh, after they bought something for feeling bad, they wandered around um, and saw what they saw in the town was the nothing taxi, which is a shell of a Model A Ford and some cages with signs that warned danger copperheads. And when they looked inside the cages, they saw copper pennies with the head of Lincoln on them. Which is just the yeah. worst pun. <laughs> just a pun. It's I, I couldn't believe that. I was like, someone really went to the effort to make this visual pun for all the visitors of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you would do. That's something That's I would something expect. that I would think about doing and then go, no, I have better things to do with my time. <laughs> I would say that out loud and then go, never in a hundred years will I make this a real thing. Right. <laughs> So also, this was a weird thing that happened to this place. Um, In 2016, Century 21 Real Estate ran a, quote, Give Dad Nothing promotion, where a free 24-hour lease to a piece of property at nothing could be secured for June 19th, 2016, which was Father's Day. And that was it. The promotion was done with the participation of the current property owner and included a downloadable certificate of nothing and a gift card. So they gave away a lease for a property for 24 hours and a certificate. And the gift is give dad nothing. It's which is a great idea. But I I was trying to figure out the execution. Let me Maxim. I don't know if I got this right, but the these people get a 24 hour lease. Yeah. And the lease is for Father's Day. Yep. That day. The same day that um Okay. Uh, sorry. Let me let me start again. So the because it's very confusing in my head. So they get a lease for Father's Day, but they're giving a gift on Father's Day. So say dad doesn't open his gift until 8 p.m. He has four hours to go and, you know, have some fun with this land. Like it's only a lease, so you can't even do anything with it. You can just, like, be there for 24 hours. Which is, like, I get the point. Like, it's very funny. This is a very funny idea, and I like <laughs> that it happened. 
but it's very confusing why you actually needed to make the lease legit where you couldn't just, you know, do something else with it and really just print off the paper, you know? Yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I read that and I was like, this is the weirdest contest. I guess that they really wanted to make a joke out of it, but get a little bit of something. I yeah, don't know. like you could have done it for the next year. And then you could have right. had like a festival right. or something and nothing. <laughs> um but yeah. <laughs> Oh, nothing. Like, when you think of the old, when you think of the West and you think about ghost towns in the West, when do you think they originated? Like, 1850 to like 1890. That's typically where I've gotten my brain. Yeah. This is like a hundred plus years later from that date. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is... That's just nuts. But do you think if someone got really drunk in the 1850s and they had to name a town, do you think they would name it nothing? No, I don't think people were that that funny back then. <laughs> I think they too would take it w- way too serious and name it like Williamsville or like Smithsburg or some other nonsense. You know, Tombstone, Tombstone, Arizona is pretty funny though. Uh, Tombstone is funny. I'll give them that. But it's more like a slap in the face to the people that said that to him. Yeah. It's like a clap back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Versus this is like, haha, I'm drunk. This is funny. <laughs> yeah, we should probably find some like town names that are like funny that were made a long time ago and see how good their sense of humor was. Because we, we found one. I mentioned one in an early episode. I can't even remember the name of it, but it was like it was like half wit or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Listeners, listen to all the episodes. List Cox. That was the football episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was. Oh, I can't remember. But yeah, go back and listen to that episode and then tell me what's good so we can get some more listens and I can remember the town. <laughs> <laughs> I think they won the Super No, there was an upset with the Super Bowl. I'm forgetting. But I forget regular yeah. Super Bowls too. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this podcast, doing a podcast weekly, you would think you would remember everything. No, but no, definitely not. <laughs> um, I've heard that you know talk show hosts, when they see so many people, they won't even remember the guests from the previous days if they're just you know really focused because you have to ha- oh my god hold so much information in your head for the person you're talking with. So I just wonder how much space <laughs> there is. That's honestly how I feel like going to mics and shows and like working and doing the podcast and photography. Someone would be like, oh, when did you go to that show? And I'll be like, I don't know, yeah. like three days ago. And it was like, oh, no, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. <laughs> I, I do want to compliment us, though. We are quite literally making something out of nothing right now. We are. And I will say that making something out of nothing is the theme of today's Goblin Gallery. <laughs> do we got you sponsors for that gallery? Oh, yeah, we got sponsors. We do have sponsors. What, what are you sponsored by today? Drunk. Drunk. The last time I got drunk was before the pandemic. (laughs) Wow. I really don't like, I'm a social drinker and Mm -hmm. I don't really get that drunk as it is. So, yeah. I don't really do that either. We, we We buy beer for everyone for our Friday mic. And after one of them, 
a, co- a comedian like grabbed a beer to go and i was like yo if you want to take some more you can and he was like really and i was like yeah we like none of us like drink like <laughs> we'll have like a beer a week or less or something and he was like oh my god and he goes to our box of beer for the next week's mic and he took like six of them i was like this dude is turning up tonight <laughs> Well, I'll actually switch my sponsor from drunk to drink as I take a sip of water. Oh, good one. Um, Today, I am sponsored by sunscreen. I went to the beach yesterday, and I didn't put sunscreen on the top of my feet, and now it hurts to wear shoes and socks. So, sunscreen. Sunscreen. Protect your skin. I scream, you scream, we all scream for some scream. Sunscreen. Just some screen. All right. Welcome. And you got some screen there on your porch. (laughs) All right. Well, welcome to today's Goblin Gallery. If our contestants really knock it out of the park, all the sunburns in the world will immediately be treated. High stakes. High stakes. Today's first contestant, let's give it up. For silly little itty bitty boy. <laughs> All right, I got something interesting for us, and maybe we, you can tag on some more ideas. But my goblin gallery is names of towns only acceptable if created when drunk. Go for it. So it's not only these aren't real towns, but I'm saying if you saw the name of this town, it would only be okay to have that name if. When the town was named, people were drunk. So, number one, and there are ten of these. Number one, OMG, we should hang out more. (laughs) Number two, no, the other town. (laughs) That's good. Number three, you thirsty? But I I get where the confusion might be. You might be thinking that's, um, that's, uh, might be sexual in nature or like, intentions applied but no drunks drink and therefore they they quench their thirst through drunk drink that's it so number four i'm single and here's my phone number (laughs) (laughs) number five shots i like that number six no you're drunk (laughs) number seven this is my song. <laughs> Number where would eight. This is where. What state would this is my song be in? Uh, what's Missouri, the Show Me State, or oh Nashville or Detroit? Those aren't states, but good. Well, I mean, good, in Detroit, in Michigan, locations. or Tennessee, near those places. Okay, nice. because of Motown and uh, Nashville. Number eight. You want to go? <laughs> that one could be um with a romantic partner or a fight. Number 9, where's my car? <laughs> and number 10, fart. Ooh, fart. <laughs> I love this one simply for the fact that if someone asks where are you going, <laughs> the response would have to be I'm going to fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. That's a good one. I like that one. That was my first idea, but I'm like, I need to end this list with fart. Yeah, that's how a punchline works. That's a button for you all, folks. 
<laughs> okay, do so have, I have... Well, do you have any names before of towns uh, if you're drunk? Uh, actually, your goblin gallery is similar to mine. Oh! So oh. you'll find out. So this is town signs from other places. The places are made up, okay? Mm-hmm. Everywhere, Utah, established 1885. People from everywhere come here to get away from nowhere. Nowhere, Nevada, established 1812. <laughs> a, wonderful, a wonderful place, if you can call it that. We are proud to live in the middle of nowhere. Nice. Here, Colorado, established 1877. Come here and enjoy the view over there. <laughs> there, Colorado, established 1877. There is so much gold under here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, Nebraska, 1922. This is the best way to live. That, Nebraska, 1922. That is truly an overrated statement. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, something New Mexico, established 1985. Something is better than nothing. <laughs> I uh I like to imagine the Brock between these places. There's a lot of Brock happening if, there. <laughs> if you have so if you have enough Brock that you're making a sign, you have a you have a farm at this point. <laughs> there's a there's a quick town sign I want to do a shout out to. Um it's actually in Colorado in this community called Indian Hills and mm-hmm. they have a community sign and it it's like when you first drive in but they have a whole Facebook page for it. And this sign, they change it like once a week and they put a new pun on it. That's like their whole thing. <laughs> I like that. Like this one is, my fear of moving stairs is escalating. Mm. Cold? Go stand in the corner. It's 90 degrees. Boo. <laughs> I call my horse Mayo and sometimes Mayo nays. That I like that one. That's a, that's a big big plus for me. Uh, let's see. Here's another good one. My relationship with whiskey is on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're funny. They got a whole Facebook page where they just post these. That's, but it's very that creative. town is basically a church sign. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to. There's an uh, auto zone by my middle school, and our bus would drive by it like every day. And they have a sign out there, and they always put motivational quotes on it. And I used to love it. It's like every week it would change. Like, ooh, what's the quote this this time? But there's like an electrical box in front of it at the angle we would come from. So I'd always have to like squirm around in my seat to like get a good view and like try hard to read it. And like sometimes it would take me two passes to read it, like going both directions. (laughs) What a time. What What a time full of wonder for kids. Buses. Yeah. Huh. The the bus was fun. I was glad I didn't ride it in high school though. It seemed like a nightmare. Bullies. Do you ever get bullied on the bus? Um elementary school, um tiny bit, but also yeah. like it it was just like kids giving each other shit. But one time I punched a kid in the back of the head cuz nice. like so he was messing did it. Right, he well, he was messing with my brother, and my brother like slapped him, and then he slapped him back. So I pulled the kid's hat down by the brim, and then just like punched him in the back of the head. And then the bus driver came back, and was like, "Hey, break it up!" And I was like, "It's my brother." He's like, "Yeah, just go back to your seat." 
And then like years later in middle school, my mom like went to the registration day and the bus driver was there and there she was registering for the bus route. And he was like, oh, is your son Max? And she was like, yeah, he's like, he's a good kid. He's always nice on the bus. And I was like, he literally yelled at me for punching a kid on the head. So <laughs> I really thought the story was going to end with going, yeah, then my mom saw the kid and did the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my mom punched the kid too. The age old, my mom knows karate bit. Oh, man, what a time. What about you? Were you a bus kid? Do they have buses in New Hampshire? Yes. <laughs> they have buses here. Um, how, I was, how long was not your in bus? high school, not in elementary school, but middle school, yeah. Because my mom worked at the elementary school, so I went with her. High school, okay. my sister was just the right age where she was driving the, my first two years, then I drove my next two years. But middle school is mostly just the morning because I did sports year-round. And so I would need to get picked up from sports. Okay. Uh, but I would, yeah, I was for a little stretch. And uh, yeah, not great. Not fun. <laughs> I, I had to ride the bus to college a couple times when I stopped, when I started going to CU Denver. And normally I would drive to the light rail station. It would take me like 30 minutes to get there. It was easy. But when my car broke down, it was in the shop. I'd have to take the bus from my place. There were 72 stops between my house and my college. And literally the first day of class, I was like super hungover and I was leaning my head on the seat in front of me. Like I had my arm on my head and I was like sleeping on the seat. And every time the bus would go over a bump, my arm would fall away and I'd hit my head on the back of the seat in front of me. <laughs> and I was like, this is a great way to start off at a new school. <laughs> you know what, though? That's nothing compared to the town we talked about. It's something. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, Anything? good good town choice. Yeah, thanks. It was uh, it was nothing. It was nothing. Yeah, that's as good as it gets with that <laughs> town. <laughs> yep, we did a good job the last two weeks picking concise, quick towns. Oh yeah, I mean, there's so many places with history, but who needs that when the world's resetting right now? Yep. I don't know how many of you listeners run a small town trivia facts podcast, but a lot of small towns will have like just a bazillion history facts and then like a couple modern facts or just like a bunch of dry history that like doesn't that's not interesting. It's always fine about that sweet spot. We're trying to get that sweet spot of facts, facts or names or, or people. names. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, as always, thank you so much for listening. Follow us on ST Radio Pod on Instagram. Hit us up uh, on our email, smalltownradiopodcast at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, review. If you leave a five-star review, I will send you a sticker and a handwritten note. You guys know it. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Maxim of Allen. Those are my plugs. And you can find me on Instagram by searching that itty bitty little boy <laughs> don't do that that'd be really creepy if you did uh my name is connor kafia chain you can find my handle through the instagram on the page because it's going to be a pain to spell for you all and you won't remember it anyway so you know just find go to sc radio pod on instagram find me there and if you're in rhode islands now and looking for a comedy show let me know yeah, and if you're looking to book him, just walk around backyards in the Northeast until you find him. Yeah, yeah, especially when you 
please shout as you walk through backyards. Where is that any itty bitty little boy? I need that itty bitty little boy. Please come here. I need to take you to my backyard. He's so silly. I need him. <laughs> Don't blame me when you get arrested, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.